on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. The Black Eyed Peas, where is the love? Well, we can tell you. It's here, in the studio, this morning. We are feeling, we're feeling the love, aren't we, Sue? And just a tiny smidgen of jealousy. Yes, just a tiny <laughs> bit, just a tiny bit. Um, but we have our guest with us, Jane Keithley. Jane, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Oh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no, it's very exciting. We're very much looking forward to uh, hearing all about Italy. Um, but I can talk about Italy for hours. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm sure you can, but we, we do only have another hour. <laughs> but uh, And we need to squeeze Lincolnshire in as well. Oh, we do. Um, and being a Lincolnshire lass myself, then I know exactly what you mean about it being... A lot of Lincolnshire being a bit of a best-kept secret. Definitely. So we will talk about that a little more in the second hour. However, we'd like to know a bit about you. So tell us a little bit about your background and what were you what were you up to before you kind of made this switch into writing and blogging? Right. Well, I'm Boston born and bred. I was, um, I've been married uh, 39 years. Right. I'll say it quick. <laughs> I was a child bride though. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I must add that. And um, I mainly was a bookseller most of the years up at, uh, during my working life. Uh, I've got two children, about 30 and 35. Um, so I fitted it all around them, like you do. Um, uh, but mainly I was a bookseller uh, and I loved it, especially the travel section. I worked in Otakas and Waterstones and and especially in Otakas, they gave me responsibility of ordering all the travel books and that was my favourite bit. <laughs> so and can I have I another shelf and another shelf and another shelf? That's right, take over the whole, yeah. the whole shop, we'll just have it on travel. That's, uh, I quite liked other things as well, um, like the food and, mm. and, and stuff like that, but uh, but no, I could speak to uh, the customers and talk to them for hours about their holidays and recommending places, especially places I've been to. So, uh, so yeah, I enjoyed the um, book selling, but... Um, when the children left home, I um, decided to cut down my hours slightly. I got the opportunity to do so, and uh, I've got more books about Italy than Waterstones. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, combine my sort of uh, things I'm good at, really. I, I'm, I like writing. Uh, I know a lot about Italy. Um, go for it and see if I can get out there and, and do a bit of travel writing. Um you don't know if you don't try do you no. so <laughs> no, so exactly. that's what i did uh, i did a few courses I read quite a few books about it um and got on with it and tried it and um it does take a long time to get your name out there if you're a newbie especially mm. if you're my sort of age and you live in lincolnshire <laughs> <laughs> if you if you really live in london it's a different kettle of fish but uh, especially if you're combining uh, a very small part-time job, being a granny, uh, we're doing all this, but I do my utmost to uh, do it as much as I possibly can. So, and I'm loving it. Oh. I'm absolutely loving it. Fantastic. So, well, what we will do is um, we'll have another piece of music now, and then um, between then and the news, we will have a little chat more about how you actually started developing the freelance writing and right, and. Okay. Um, uh, and, and kind of what you did to start getting your name out there, because I think that could be very interesting. And our listeners may want, may be feeling inspired to do something similar on their own kind of subject. So we'll be back with you in just a moment. First of all, we've got um, uh, Deep Blue Something Breakfast at Tiffany's. You're listening to Radio Newark, to the girls around town here on Sunday morning. That was deep blue something with breakfast at tiffany's and we are talking with our guest of the day jane keithley um we're going to june is going to be talking more in the second hour to jane about um her eating her way around italy and promoting lincolnshire uh but while uh while we've we've kind of got you just before the news jane um what's what's what inspired you to turn over to to travel writing um, well, and uh, and how did you get started? Well, how it all began was when I was in my forties. I did an open university degree. Uh, right back when I was young, I didn't work hard enough at school, uh, and um, 
I got to my 40s and I thought, well, I want to prove to myself I can actually get a degree. So I did an open university degree in humanities. But the thing that interested me the most was um, art history. And I got really into Italian Renaissance art. Mm -hmm. And when I'd finished my degree, I won a holiday in Woman and Home magazine to study art history uh, at the British Institute in Florence. Uh, and that was it. After a fortnight living there in Florence, I'd fallen in love with Italy completely. <laughs> and became obsessed, as my family <laughs> say. <laughs> uh, since then, which was ooh, my degree finished in 2000, uh, and that is also when I went to Florence. Um, we've been on holiday there every year. Uh, I buy all the books about Italy, either non fiction or fiction. I've got all the DVDs, as I said, in Italy. Uh, so I decided then to do something with it, really. Um, I got the chance to cut down my hours from full-time to part-time, had a bit more time, the children had left home, uh, so I thought, what can I do with my passion? Uh, and this is what I came up with. It's something that, that it's not like starting a business that you need capital for. You can sit there in your little spare room on your computer, surrounded by your Italy books, and just get on with it. All you need is your uh, brain uh, and your fingers, and you can just get on with it. <laughs> uh, so I did. Um, but I did invest a bit of money in it uh, by going on a few courses. The ones I went on to start with were um, called Relax and Write, uh, and the first one I went on was um, in Swanwick in Derbyshire, uh, and it was um, taught by somebody called Simon Whaley, who has written quite a few books about writing. So that was my first one. Uh, and then he did another one uh, in Leeds about travel writing specifically. Uh, and then I went down to London to do one on Traveller's Tales run by a man called Jonathan Laurie. And that was really good. He got the um, editor of um, National Geographic Traveller. Uh, so that was a bit more aimed at the glossy magazines and things, not just the sort of any other ones like the other one was. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, so they helped a lot. Fantastic. Well, we shall find out um, more about uh, what you've been writing about and these uh, very interesting press trips, I think, that you uh, <laughs> you mentioned where you get to go and, and sample things in Italy and then write about them. That's all coming up in the second hour of the show. In the meantime, stick with us. We've got um, time for some more music and we've got the news coming up right now. The absolutely awesome Stevie Wonder there with uh, Ariana Grande and that was Faith. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark this Sunday morning. It's a little bit dull outside but definitely not dull inside. We are talking to our guest Jane Keatley. Jane is a travel writer. Tina's already sort of explored how she got into travel writing, a bit about her background. We are going to get down to the nitty gritty with Jane now talking about Italy and then we'll go on to talk about Lincoln so two destinations very very different but uh, both with a lot to offer jane thank you again for coming in this is uh, our first opportunity to chat on air although we have been chatting outside haven't we we have yeah. we're both big italy lovers so. we are yes <laughs> indeed um i don't know if you heard me saying while you were sitting outside um in in the reception earlier on but uh, i am doing my best to hold back on the envy <laughs> uh, I, I am not going to scratch your eyes out or be nasty to you, despite the fact that um, I could hate you for what you do, really. Yes, I, I get a lot of this. Uh, and with this sort of link to your aspect of it, uh, just briefly, I'm at the moment doing uh, a series of articles for Lincoln Cheer Life about microbreweries, or most of the men in my husband's favourite pub. <laughs> volunteered to come along with me for research <laughs> so, so you're getting envy from all directions that's then. right that's it not just the italy part of it <laughs> I, I, I would imagine that um there are times when you are an extremely popular lady people say well i could come with you oh, I, gosh, I all the time yes, yes 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 all the time I, I could give you my uh, personal input <laughs> yes <laughs> so um we've talked or you talked to tina before the news about how you actually went uh, about 
um, learning a bit about travel writing before you've um, made the leap, so to speak. So having um, got yourself kind of genned up uh, on these various courses, how did you actually start? What was the first thing you did? Was it writing for magazines and publications or did you go straight into the blog? Where, where did you start first? Oh, no, I started writing um, for magazines to start with. Uh, the very first one I did was about a holiday my husband and I had in Sicily. Uh, and I sent a pitch off to Italia magazine uh, and they took me upon that and that was my very first one uh, and obviously once they saw I could do it <laughs> and take quite a few good photos as well um, they uh, commissioned me to do more uh, and from then onwards uh, occasionally I wrote about holidays uh, but mainly it was uh, I got press trips from it so it, it sort of escalated from there and as well as um, writing for Italia I also write about walking because um, I got into walking about eight years ago because <laughs> another another Italy related story here uh, I'll do anything to get to Italy so I volunteered to do um, a charity trek climbing um, Vesuvius, Stromboli and Etna um, so I had to get into walking uh, in a big way to get trained um, so that's how it how it came about that I write articles for country walking and walks for them uh, because of that uh, and so I write for them uh, I also write for Lincolnshire Life uh, more not so much travel more historical articles that sort of things and I have written um, stuff for the Daily Mail as well and, uh, and just going back to to your mention of um, the charity walk now I haven't I haven't done Stromboli and I haven't done Etna but I have been to Vesuvius um, anybody who knows me will know that I am uh, a regular visitor to the Amalfi Coast and um, I'm counting down I think I've got 90 days to the next trip um, <laughs> so, um, but on my first the, the reason I first went there uh, 13 years ago was uh, because my sister and I both said that if we were going to do anything before we died it was visit Pompeii um, while we were there we did Pompeii we did Herculaneum yeah. and we also did Vesuvius and one of the things um, again we were talking about this when when there's when you feel some kind of um, connection whether it's personal or whether it's just sort of reliving history um, I, I enjoyed um, Vesuvius it was a hot day it was one of the hottest dunes on record 40 degrees plus no shade climbing up um, the admittedly only the second half of it I didn't yes. get transported the first half um, but um, what what really appealed to me in a way was the fact that um, Spartacus was there you know I mean I, I, I know people say well what was, was Spartacus real was it was it, how much of it was legend or whatever to me he's real you know, That's I'm right. Spartacus you know it's a bit like <laughs> Robin Hood you know definitely yeah. real um, but to think that I was following in the footsteps of Spartacus was, yeah. was kind of awfully special yeah yeah it really was when i got to the top i must admit and looked sort of looked down the hole i thought oh is that it yes yeah. very sort of dusty <laughs> holes <laughs> you can't imagine it no. spurting out great flames and <laughs> lava <laughs> but but um the charity walk so so um what what started that off what what, what well, you, i you? was approaching 50 and i wanted to get fit and i thought it was a good way of doing it because I haven't got a lot of willpower where getting fit and losing weight's concerned. So I thought having something to aim for like that would make me do it. And it did, because um, a local paper took me up uh, uh, and reported on my progress. And one of the local gyms gave me a free year's membership. So the whole of Boston was looking out, seeing what I was up to. <laughs> so I couldn't... Uh, you, you couldn't <laughs> renege on it then, I could you? I no. really couldn't. So, uh, so it did me a lot of good, although... Um, <laughs> the rot set in a long time ago again i'm afraid <laughs> that's too many eating around italy <laughs> excursions but um but yes that's that's what happened there uh although i can't remember sitting on the bus driving towards um because we stopped overnight in old pompeii before we climbed up and i can remember going on the bus towards there and looking at vesuvius and thinking what made me think this was a good idea <laughs> <laughs> but uh we did it and we managed it and it was all a bit hectic but it was an experience and it was great I can imagine, so, and, I, yes. and i made about two thousand pounds the british heart foundation so so it was good fantastic <laughs> so um italy is uh, you describe italy as your first love on, yes. on one of your blog sites um what is it in particular that you love about italy it's 
just lots of little things I think really I love the art the architecture the weather um, the general ambiance of it all really they just know how to live they really they do, do they? oh I haven't yes. I might not mention the food have I that's good <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit of everything really and I just get off the plane uh, um, I feel like I'm going home yes and I don't know I've not got any Italian blood in me at all but I just do I feel oh yes yes I, yes. I, I feel exactly the same yes yeah. you sort of step step down those um, yeah those aircraft steps and step onto Italian soil for yeah. the first time and it kind of everything yes relaxes your it shoulders does. drop don't they they do yes, they yes. really do and yeah. then i have to say um i mean i i love all sorts of things about italy the scenery the, the people um the food as you say the wine uh, yeah uh, i'm also rather partial to the handbags oh um, yeah <laughs> but one of the things i like most of all um and it usually happens well it happens throughout the holidays when i'm there but um that first step onto real italian soil when you get out of the airport yeah. and either waiting because uh, I, I get picked up by a car every time when i get there waiting for the car or waiting um to um find your driver or whatever is all the italian men walking by yes <laughs> oh definitely <laughs> definitely so, uh, so it's got a lot to offer it certainly it has <laughs> yes um and it's no reason uh, it's no surprise that we keep going back and back and back um i i say every year um i'm not coming back this time not coming home you know not coming back to england from italy no um so far i always have um but um given half the chance i'd stay yes i, think I, would. I would love yes. to live there yes. but i've got all my children all my parents are still alive they're all they all live around me in lincolnshire and i couldn't leave them all even if my husband would come with me <laughs> well one, one, of, one, day. <laughs> one of the excuses i use is the fact that you know i've got to be here to do the show of course but saying that that mm. is not entirely true because of course all the organizing and the website and whatever yeah. i can do and i, I always you take my laptop with you? me yeah. anyway but more importantly and i've done this most times when i've been over there i actually ring back from italy from my balcony on the sunday morning and talk to the girls here on air really so, you know i could <laughs> probably i could probably do you, know, you could the whole you? thing yes. yes you could yes. do a regular <laughs> spot <laughs> I could do a whole show. Yeah. I could do the travel show. <laughs> you could. It would be a bit limited because it would all be about Italy. Yeah, but hey, hey, yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely is there? not. <laughs> when people say to me, um, "Don't you get bored going to the same country all the time?" But it's got so much variety. Yes, yes. Um, there's the mountains. There's uh, Sicily's more like Africa. Puglia is more like Greece. Um, it's all very varied. Yes, you know, absolutely. so you can't. We can't say that really. <laughs> now we haven't we haven't got onto the food yet, and of course that is um, a big thing about um, about your blog in particular. We're going to have a bit more music, um, and then we're going to talk um, specifically about your blog and about eating your way around Italy. We'll get Sue in as well, see if she's got um, a preferred dish as well i certainly have one or two um preferred dishes when i go over to italy so we will talk about that sort of thing in just a few moments we've got a very appropriate piece of music coming up given what we're talking about uh up in just a moment or two we've got farrell williams and he's happy and we're certainly happy when we're talking about it oh, yes. aren't we? <laughs> coming up next Farrell Williams there and happy and as I said before that one we are happy here in the studio this morning because we've had chocolate and we're talking about Italy and we're about to talk about food what more could girls ask for oh, and we have here in the studio of course our guest Jane Keithley who's a travel writer and blogger um, also known as Mrs K and Mrs K has a habit of eating her way around Italy which is what <laughs> we're going to talk about right now Jane um, favourite Italian dish Ooh, I've got several. Um, but one of my most favourite is uh, pasta trapanese. Uh, and it's a Sicil Sicilian dish uh, from the place called Trapani uh, on the west coast of Sicily. Uh, and it's um, made with an almond pesto. Oh, uh, I do like pesto. Yes. And I do like almonds. Yes, oh. it is wonderful. <laughs> I had it three nights running when we were in Sicily. <laughs> <laughs> now I can I can um understand what you're saying there because when I go to um Italy when I go to Amalfi one of my favorite I love pasta I, I really do but um my favorite part of it is is the desserts um 
and my Facebook page throughout that week has pictures of every dessert I've eaten. One in particular is an aubergine and chocolate torte, which is to die for. And I would say that since they put it on the menu, which is probably about four years ago, um, I have... I've certainly had it every time I've been there, and most times I've had it two and maybe three times while I've been there. Um, And it is just amazing they, Ooh, they also do you, you'd like this one too they also do something called a, 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 a vesuvius cake now cake is, is is a bit of a misnomer because it's, it's a proper dessert it's shaped like vesuvius you know a little pointy yeah. thing um and it has a sparkler on the top to show uh, and it's again it's just chocolate heaven oh. absolute heaven <laughs> <laughs> so sue your turn favorite italian dish oh um i had some gorgeous cinnamon ice cream when we were there in florence last year <clears throat> that was gorgeous i love ice cream and i love cinnamon so and uh, italian ice cream is just mm. something the gelato we ate out every night and the we went in this restaurant one night and it was um it said rack of lamb on the menu so i ordered it It wasn't rack of lamb it looked like lamb leg steaks when they arrived but it was like the nicest barbecue lamb ever (laughs) it was gorgeous (laughs) i also like um swordfish i i tend to eat swordfish quite a lot while i'm in italy um so yes wonderful food tina swing the microphone around so tina do you have a favorite italian dish um, well, I suppose actually pizza, but that's proper Italian oh, pizza yes. from in, Naples. From Naples, yeah, made, in Naples. You know, in not Naples. from the supermarket. No, 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 <laughs> nor nor any and of no the pineapple pizza. on the top. No, no definitely <laughs> not. No, nor nor any fruit. No, no. So it has to be in Italy. Yes. And actually, the, um, I think it was oh, many many years ago now when I went to Florence, but it was just the most gorgeous pizza lovely and i actually prefer that to pasta yeah mm. Mm. but I've, I've had just i've had pizza a couple of times when i've been over there but um i have to say um i'm, I'm still a pasta yes pasta I'm, I'm more mm. of a pasta person mm. than a pizza mm. one well, i like pizza but but, pasta but, definitely. but not a great deal on it the pasta that is you know relatively simple yes well that's how they um, do it over yes. there though isn't yes, it? it is not yeah. like us when we have our spag bowl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we bury it in parmesan cheese Absolutely. on the top yeah. um, <laughs> no it's, it's basic mm. very simple yeah um cooked just right yeah, and absolutely <gasps> wonderful and and, uh, and that's just the starter yeah usually yeah. or the main <laughs> course one or, um that i really like and then my husband cooks at home because i must add i'm not a cook I, I'm not putting recipes on my blog. It's more about the food and the traditions and the history of it all. Because I'm a useless cook. Martin, my husband, is a brilliant cook, uh, and his uh, piece de resistance is um, veal. But you can do chicken because obviously veal we don't have much over here. Um, with in a masala sauce, and it's but it's got to be a dry masala. And all the masala, bottles of masala in the supermarkets in this country tend to be sweet. So you either have to go to Italy to get a bottle of dry masala. Uh, oh, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do <laughs> absolutely. it. Absolutely. Or go down to Fortnum and Mason's. He had an absolute fit because I went charging in there. I said, oh, I've got some. And I grabbed it and went to the... He haven't asked how much it is yet. <laughs> so Fortnum and Mason, he thought it was going to be an hour and a day. But it was only £14, so oh, it wasn't too not bad. Bizarre. So, but yeah, that is really good. It's done with cream, uh, masala wine from the west coast of Sicily. We visited there as well, uh, and um, and you bash down the veal or the chicken uh, and fry it nice and thin. I'm sure there's a more technical term than that. <laughs> bashing it down. <laughs> I'm sure that <laughs> works. I'm sure it probably is, but that's how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Um, in addition to obviously food is the main highlight of of um your trips over to italy and your blog but and and you've talked also about the the charity walk and going up the um vesuvius etna and and stromboli um but um anything else sort of really sort of sticks in your mind as being unusual about the trips that you've been on over there for the blog or any any disaster we do like a disaster (laughs) we do like a bit of a disaster no i don't think touch wood i haven't had any major disasters uh but one of my favorite um foodie experiences was going to alba um 
to the truffle fair, the Alba White truffle ah, fair. Ah, and that brings in it, something. Yes, yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> I have some very stinky truffle oil here, so everybody knows what it smells like. Uh, yes, I got invited to go on a press trip to Alba, uh, and I, as well as going to the fair and learning all about truffles, I was invited on a um, truffle hunt, which was fascinating. Did they, did they have pigs? No, no, no. Huh? They'd huh? only have dogs in in because uh, pigs. Uh, they can't control them so well. They tend to, sometimes in France and sometimes in Umbria, but round in Piemonte, where the Alba um, Truffle Fair is held, um, it's dogs. And they actually have a university for truffle dogs to train them. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They get a BA in, in, yeah. in truffle <laughs> <laughs> But it is absolutely fascinating uh, to watch this dog going and starting rooting and then of course they get pulled off and uh, given a doggy treat uh, and then very, very gently like an archaeologist digging out stuff um, you have to dig out the truffle very gently because if you if you um, damage it at all it's not going to be good at all and they can be bought for thousands of pounds yes, I really can yes. anyway I was offered the chance to dig it out but I was big chicken I chickened <laughs> out and one of the younger journalists he had a go at it and he did it so uh, but it was really interesting doing that it really was and, and the oil it's it's pretty pungent isn't it it's very yeah. pungent yes, yes. when he walked in the hall where this um, this fair was being held it hit you as you walked in it's hard to describe really, this is why I bring this oil with me, but I think it's a bit of like stinky cheese, garlic, mm. mixture really. Very pretty. And and I do talks as well about my travels and I take this oil around with me to all these WIs and and, and it's definitely a, a Marmite thing. The ladies <laughs> yes. go, mmm, or ugh, yuck. <laughs> yeah, it, def it definitely has a kind of garlicky... It does, doesn't it? I love it because I love garlic. Mm. So I, I really love the truffles and I was very lucky to get to, to eat them quite a lot while I was there because they're just grated very thinly yes. on top mm. of um, pasta, mm. uh, fried eggs, all sorts of different things. And they also like the um, the raw meat, the... Um, Carpaccio. Oh. Yes, yes, that's the word, yes. <laughs> See, you know, I don't eat it, but I, I, know, yeah. I know. Well, I've yes. never I, I can't tried it because I didn't fancy the idea. But on these press trips, you don't get a lot of choice most of the time, <laughs> unless you're vegetarian mm. and, and sort of, then they do. But I thought, well, I'll try it. And, you know, it was lovely. It was really nice, all mixed up with different herbs and spices and then oils. And, and I got it three times, so it was a good job I enjoyed it. <laughs> but... Um, but the, the food and drink in Piemonte is really good. I'd love to go back to Piemonte. It's a very foody area. And, of course, they've got all the Barolo and the lovely wines there. Uh, and I got to go to a wine tasting. And there was a real, quite a famous food journalist uh, sat next to me. And, of course, she was spitting it out. But the rest of us weren't. We were knocking it back like it was going out of fashion. <laughs> But no, we weren't doing the job properly no. at all. <laughs> we weren't going to do that with an eighty-pound bottle of Barolo. No, so so that was it. a good experience. That was uh, really good. I'd love to go back. No, you're talking about going back. You've got a couple of trips lined on up on the horizon, yeah. haven't I you? Have, yes, yes. So where are you off to next? Uh, well, I'm off to Pistoia in um, Tuscany in uh, July. It's uh, been nominated as the Italian City of Culture this year. Uh, and I'm actually going when they've got, um, well, let me think what it's called, Joust of the Bear, it's called. You know how um, Italian towns and cities are always having these medieval reenactments, so I'm going to be there for that. So that's going to be good. Uh, and then in August, I'm going to go to the Palio in Siena, and I'm actually going to have a grandstand seat uh, and get to go to the um, celebrations afterwards. It's going to be absolutely amazing, because I've been to Siena several times before and after the Palio, but um, they're not actually doing it, so... Uh, so that I'm really, really looking forward to. So, and presumably you you have to do this on your own if it's a press trip. Your hubby doesn't get to go. Oh no! <laughs> I better. like going on my own. I love my husband to bits, but it's an adventure, uh, and I really it's enjoy work. It. And you have to dedicate yourself. To I it. have to do it, don't I? Yes, yes. with no distractions. Yeah, you don't That's right. Yes. You just get in the way. Absolutely. Yes. I'm going to work, dear. Bye. <laughs> Well, he's now decided, uh, tit for tat, he's going on more fishing trips, so 
<laughs> in, fact, in fact, you did say when we first talked about you coming here today um, that he might go off and fish somewhere while well, you were in the studio. Well, he does come up here. Yeah. Yes, he does. Up near Eden Hall mm. on mm. the river. He goes mm. there. So is, is he off fishing at the moment? No, he's doing the just... shopping. Oh, right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. And he has got the, the radio on. He's probably listening to me now. <laughs> <laughs> you did tell me his name before, but I can't... Martin. Martin. Martin, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> uh, you are you are sadly missed at the moment. You uh, are. Yes. yes. <laughs> I said he but, could come. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I did say he was welcome yes, to join us as well. Yes, that's what I told him. Yes, yes. Uh, right, we, we are... Um, well, we've got about... 20 minutes left of the show so we what we do need to do very soon is move away from italy regretfully <laughs> um uh, because we could actually just sit here and talk about it all day really couldn't we, we? certainly could um, <laughs> so we're, we're going to move away from italy in a in a moment or two and we're going to um just nip over the border to our neighboring county of lincolnshire we're going to talk a little bit about that but bef before that we've got some music coming up and because as it does it to me all the time the computer has um screen has moved somewhere i didn't want it to move to i don't know what the next piece of music is but um it'll be a nice surprise for all of us won't it <laughs> we'll carry on in just a few moments after this piece of music with um some information from jane about her promotion of lincolnshire Fleetwood Mac there, back from 1977, uh, here on Radio with the girls around town, myself, June Rollins in the chair, also in the studio with me, Sue and Tina, and our guest, Jane Keatley. And that one was Don't Stop, and we're not going to stop because we're going to keep talking. We're going to be talking now about Lincolnshire. So, Jane, um, we've got, all probably about five minutes to cover the whole of Lincolnshire. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, it's your home county, and um, you want to... I, I, I'm trying to think of the exact words on your website. You, you're trying to get away for, or get people away from the idea that it's flat, boring, and full of cabbage fields. That's Is that right? right. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so, what is it about lincolnshire oh, we're, we're with you yes, we, we're, we're yes. not disagreeing here at all but what is it about lincolnshire that you think people are not being told about that they ought to be told about well we have some beautiful towns and cities um the obvious one lincoln uh but stamford horncastle uh even my own hometown town of boston which gets a lot of bad press especially lately but uh, we're full of history in boston uh but there's horncastle Louth, we've got the lincolnshire walls there's all sorts of wonderful places um and quite a few places quirky little places like the bubble car museum woodall spa uh, woodall spa <laughs> yes, is a yes, great the, one the kinema yeah kinema in the woods Wood, yeah woodall spa is totally unique isn't it and that something that ties in with Woodhall Spa. We have got uh, lots of aviation history and so the bouncing bomb. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, All the yes, yes. connections. <laughs> yeah. So anybody that's keen on aviation history would have a field day in in Lincolnshire. We've got no end of stuff for them to go round and look look at. Um, then there's bird watching. We've got all the um, places RSB. Um, Frampton Marsh, Feastenshaw, Gibraltar Point. There's so many reasons to come to Lincolnshire. Um, walking in the walls, they're not big. But as I said in one of my articles, size is not everything. <laughs> no, so. but um, they, they don't need to be big. You certainly feel it after you've been walking around the walls for a well, few hours. Well, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> shopping. And they're beautiful. We've got shopping in Lincolnshire. Oh, Lincoln yes. and Stamford in particular. Definitely. Yes. And Lots of course of all the little... antiques. Yes, yes. Um, in Hemswell, places like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a very sadly neglected county and it suffers from a bad image um and i just need to get things out there i had a letter published in the uh, saturday telegraph last weekend saying this very thing because they'd done 50 good places to visit in this country you know was doing all staycation type things that issue uh, so i wrote them a a disgruntled letter saying that they hadn't mentioned Lincolnshire at all and they printed it and I won the prize so that, <laughs> that was quite good uh, and uh, and I have got this blog um, that's trying to promote Lincolnshire the 365 good reasons to visit Lincolnshire so there's plenty to go at <laughs> absolutely I mean I know I, I notice when, when I'm reading um, newspapers and magazines that once in a while Lincolnshire will 
sneak into that you know 10 10 top places for such and such yeah usually the christmas market yes you know, that does get or a mention yes um so why do you think it is that travel writers magazine editors or whatever ignore lincolnshire mm, i don't know really um no motorways maybe to get there easily that's right we've probably not got the the infrastructure, infrastructure. Mm. no mm. that's part of its appeal isn't it <laughs> yeah so they look at north norfolk that's the in place to go these days isn't it burn yes. market i mean i used to go down there when i was a child uh, we had a static caravan at burnham over say <laughs> and the host arms that's now where all the famous people go uh it was dilapidated and falling to bits and it wasn't like the in place to go that's always in the sunday supplement so could happen to Lincolnshire. <laughs> well, there is a particularly nice little tea room in Tealby. Oh, yeah, Tealby's lovely. This uh, is a very pretty, pretty, pretty village. It is. Tealby, I don't know. No. We went on a walk from Tealby up to the Ramblers Church, mm. and you go past the um, this lovely flock of Lincolnshire longwool sheep, uh, and they have a little um, shop that um, has all wool-related products and lovely ice cream, and we were doing it on a really hot day. That was lovely, so I recommend that walk. <laughs> Uh, and, and as regards walking, you can discover parts of Lincolnshire that the, you'd never ever see from the road. Um, we've walked through the Scrivelsby estate, um, where the King's Champion, King's Queen's, <laughs> uh, um, Queen's Champion live, um, and Scrivelsby Hall. Uh, and that is fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Yeah, and also, I mean, there are, of course, a couple of, of very well-known large stately homes, isn't there? There's Belton, Belton House, yes. and Burley. Burley, yes, mm -hmm. and we've got all the National Trust properties, Gumby Hall, Tattershaw Castle. Gumby, I know, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah well, Belton's National Trust, uh, and, of course, um, Isaac Newton's house. So, oh, there's loads to go at, and, uh, of course, um, Stamford has a lovely Georgian uh, festival, uh, and in Grantham they have a, a, a very science-related festival um, connected with, with Isaac Newton. So there's a lot going on, but as I say, it's just not promoted. And of course, we mustn't forget, we've got Skeg Vegas. Of course, of course. <laughs> Good old Skeg Vegas. <laughs> yeah, but the best yeah. fish and chips are in Sutton-on-Sea. Oh, are they? <laughs> <laughs> Skeggy is lovely. Uh, I'm not going to um, pull Skeggy down. It does what it says on the tin, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it's, it's good for, up there. Yes, it's <laughs> good for children uh, and anybody that likes um, sticks of rock and fairs and kiss me quick hats. But my grandkids love it. Uh, and there's a brilliant new aquarium there. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's really good. Really, really. I wonder. Good. I wonder if our Tracy's being. I, I noticed <laughs> on her Facebook page she was. Um, she. Was, I'm sure it was Tracy that was in Skeg Vegas just this last day or two. Um, so perhaps she's taken the little one to to the uh, um, aquarium. Yeah, then. Yeah, it's very good. It's a lot more child um, orientated than the deep in Hull, which is lovely. But this is smaller and for, um, for the children's yeah. uh, activities. Although you can actually go swimming with the shark. Mm. Um, you know. Mm. As a, as an experience so there happens. you go there is nothing that lincolnshire doesn't have to offer absolutely other than um italian men and handbags maybe <laughs> well maybe so you <laughs> <laughs> can nip out of lincolnshire now and again to go and have that <laughs> well, actually, actually talking of italian men the uh, the farrier that i i used to use i, I, I don't use him now um but uh, he's italian and he lives in lincolnshire well there you go yeah there you are. It's, it's got everything <laughs> <laughs> we are rapidly running out of time here on girls around town we could talk for we could talk for england and we could talk for italy when it comes to um italy and lincolnshire uh with jane keith this morning but we're going to have to bring it to a close very shortly we're going to have one more piece of music and then before she goes we're going to get some contact details out of jane so that you can follow her blog both on italy and on um on our next door neighbours um, just across the border in Lincolnshire. We've got uh, Dua Lipa coming up next. The new one there from Dua Lipa, Be The One and the one you need to be um, following on blogs and websites and, and all sorts of things if you want to know anything about Lincolnshire or about Italy is our guest this morning, Jane Keithley. 
So, Jane, um, we've got a couple of minutes for you to give us some details of how people can find those blogs. We will put a link on the Girls Around Town website anyway, but just tell us. First of all, let's start with Lincolnshire. If people want to read your blog about Lincolnshire, right. where do they go? Both of these are quite long. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Lincolnshire one is www.365, which is in numbers. Good reasons to visit lincolnshire.wordpress.com. Okay. It's a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it uh, says what it does. It's what about. it says on the tin, yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and if they want to find out about um, your travels around Italy and and um, everything you eat over there, including as I mentioned on the web on the Girls Around Town website, the famous donkey stew, which we didn't have time to talk about, unfortunately. Oh, no, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. give us the name of the, okay, the blog. Okay, so www. com. Brilliant. Now. As I said, we will put um, a link to those on okay. our Facebook page. Um, so, if you um, if you want to find out more about Italy and about Lincolnshire, then um, if you haven't managed to scribble those uh, details down right now, you can. You will be able to find out from uh, girlsaroundtownonline.com or facebook.com forward slash girls around town later on this afternoon when i get home jane thank you very much indeed for coming in thank you we've we've really enjoyed it talking about um things that it it always makes a difference when you're talking about something that you're passionate about doesn't it it certainly does makes it so much easier well actually it makes it harder because you don't know when to stop (laughs) 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 so perhaps um a little bit later on in the year we'd oh excuse me we'd better bring you back oh I'd love to do that and we can that, pick yes. up where we left off yeah, and tell you what I've been up to <laughs> yeah. you can indeed you can update us and yes. um, I can tell you whether I managed to get my aubergine and chocolate tort again on oh, this year's holiday up. I have got the recipe actually oh, right. I will, um, it, I will get it to you <laughs> um, and um, Sue if Sue manages to pull in a trip to Italy this year then she'll be able to tell us about that yes. too yes I don't know yet because lots of renovations to do on my of new house of course so yes yes so that's obviously taken prior Jane, thank you very much indeed again. We will see you um, later in the year, hopefully. That'd be lovely. You've been listening to the girls around town here on um, Radio... I forgot where we were from, <laughs> on Radio New York. Um, we it's will be Radio back next week. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back next week, and joining Sue and myself in the studio will be Portia Green. Portia is going to be talking about um, how to... Now, this is something which is um, just that little bit too late for Sue, because she could have done with it a few months ago. <laughs> how to um, get your home sorted and ready so that you make the best impression on potential buyers when selling um, when you want to sell so mm-hmm. we're talking decluttering um, home staging all mm-hmm. that sort of thing what what Be you need on that yeah what you need <laughs> so sue will have plenty to say about that that's next week um, here on the girls around town so join us next sunday when we meet Porsche green we love you